world, welcome back to the Optimize Self podcast. I know it's been a while since I've posted an episode, however, I have no excuse. Besides moving house, um, I'm getting back into it now. Got a new studio, new room, ready to get the ball rolling. So, before we introduce our episode today and our speaker for this episode, I just wanted to give a shout out to the podcast sponsor, Dancing Beard Co., Dancy Beard Co. make beard balm and beard oils. A perfect product for your beard or your moustache. Great present for a loved one, whoever has a beard or moustache. And if you're looking at getting some of their products, visit the website, dancingbeardco.com or visit the Instagram account at dancingbeardco. You will not be disappointed. Today's guest, guys, is Nick Jones. He is a personal trainer and group fitness instructor at F45 in Melbourne. He is passionate about human movement, health and fitness, motivation, helping people reach their fitness goals, and he's just inspired to become a better version of himself. He's also got experience as a physical education teacher in Australia and in London, England as well. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, episode 13. Give me a follow, give me a shout out, give me some feedback on the podcast app at iTunes. And give me a follow um, on Instagram at optimize.self. All right, guys, enjoy. All right, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Good no, to be here. Yeah, I've been wanting to get you on here for a while. Um, for people who don't know, Nick's a good friend of mine. I met him in Byron Bay a few years ago. And um, yeah, ever since we've just been keeping in touch. Um, one thing I wanted to get you on here, man, and talk about is this your interest in you, you know, in health and fitness. Um, I think we have a lot of similar interests, and I think it's an interesting story talking to people that are in the the game of improving people's lives and helping and serving. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you what you currently do at the moment? Uh, currently at the moment I'm working at F45 so basically it's group training like high intensity interval training and I also just completed uh, my cert 3 and 4 so personal training as well Okay. prior to that I did a bachelor's degree so I was teaching physical education and health so more like um, yeah I suppose teaching in schools that kind of thing that's where I was I suppose when I met you a few years ago yeah yeah right and then um yeah, kind of gradually made the shift out of um, as the, out of the school system and into the fitness industry, man. Nice. Um, so F forty five. That's a it's a chain of gyms, yeah. Because I've seen a few around. Just, yeah. What just give us a bit more depth into what F forty five is. So I suppose basically it's um, yeah it's group training, it's high intensity interval stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a mixture of endurance and cardio style training. It's more like it's. Uh, it's 45 minute uh, sessions too, so it's short and sharp. Um, a lot of mobility movements, like functional mm. mobility. So kind of stuff that you would do to improve your everyday life. So I suppose there's some strength, there's some elements of strength in there as well, but it's not necessarily like a bodybuilding style. It's yeah. more just uh, moving to feel good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the exercises you're doing, you'd be using things like, you got like TRXs, kettlebells, ropes. Yeah, you know, that's the, it. It's a big mix of different functional exercises. Yeah, man. Sandbags, kettlebells. I love kettlebells as well. They're great. Um, dumbbells, barbells. Um, we do have, we got ropes, yeah, TRX bands, yeah. Um, ladders and that kind of thing, which is good because 
you get a good mixture, I suppose, of you get like your speed and agility, kind of quickness style stuff. You get your plyo in there. And then there are some movements that are almost totally just mobility stuff mm. as well. Mm. Endurance, because if you, any mobility movement you do for a minute straight mm. or 40 seconds straight at high intensity is going to be uh, endurance. But yeah, I think it's a good mix. Yeah, for sure. How did you get into working there and like finding out about that, that style of training? Um, so I suppose when I first, uh, I'd been in Melbourne for a few months and we were playing, I was playing mixed netball with some friends and one of my friends, uh, Ben Dalton, he's a mate of mine from Warnable. He was working at F45, the specific studio that I'm working at now. Yeah. And he kind of came to me and said that he was looking to open up his own studio back in Warnable. Ah. So his, I suppose he was looking for an out. Yeah. And so he kind of led me into it. Okay. And kind of trained me up to um, to step into step into the business, I guess. And yeah. He took off back to Warnable to um, to open one up, which um, is awesome. It's like, what do you find? <clears throat> Like you obviously, you said you had a bachelor in sports science, so you were it's physical education. Physical education, so those sorry. Elements of exercise, sports science. I think the first two years mainly was yeah. uh, sports science, but then it kind of branches into more specific, um, more specifically teaching. And I suppose those two degrees then separate quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what do you enjoy about like teaching then? Like just as a bit of a wet blanket term, I know it's it's pretty in depth. Mm. Uh, man, I love working with kids. Yeah. Um, it can be a blessing and a curse and it depends I guess on the support system that's around them and around you yeah uh, and yeah I, lo- I loved working with kids I worked so when I was in London I did a lot of different uh, PE teaching I did secondary school and primary school so PE you taught overseas as well yeah yeah I did that for okay. about, a, about a year alright um, before I obviously come back to here and jumped into fitness yeah and I, yeah, I really enjoy working with kids because it's, it's quite lighthearted. It's just, it becomes challenging when you're spending more time managing, uh, managing behavior or just, you know, trying to steer a ship than you are actually getting to teach and share your passion. Yeah. Which I suppose that in itself, if you're a good enough teacher and you take the time to really develop relationships and rapport with your students, that's probably not an issue. Yeah. But for me, when I was over in London... Uh, I suppose I was doing a lot of temp work, so yeah. I was into a lot of different schools, and so I didn't really get enough time or give myself enough time to to form those relationships, I mm. guess, and get the most out of it. Yeah, and now you're teaching like you know as a you're a, a fitness instructor or a personal trainer, and you're continuing that that teaching um, journey. Like, have, what what are the differences you know between teaching someone say in a gym like F45? to teaching someone in the school system be it in in australia or overseas in london mm. like it must be is it night and day or is it very similar in some some ways there are, there are elements that are similar but it's quite different <clears throat> it's quite different as well i think in comparison to personal training and teaching the, the two are quite different because yeah. i suppose with personal training you have the freedom to uh, really deliver your own program in your own way and make it quite unique uh, whereas teaching is kind of like not so much now there's a lot a lot of good things in schools there's a, a lot of good things in schools now um, 
well, I suppose where they're not just looking at boxing students into, you know, like year four and year five. It's like across the year levels, they might have a high and low level or high mid and low level maths and English. And yeah. So it's more integrating um, between the year levels and more working with kids at their own level, which is really good. Um, but I suppose in comparison to personal training, you still are having to teach something uh, at a at a at a given day, a given time, mm. um, you have to take your holidays at a given time, mm. which I mean isn't the worst thing because the holidays the teachers get great uh, great amount of holidays, but they don't really get a choice in terms of when they have to put in overtime, when the, like when they have to do the reports, yeah, when they have yeah. to do the parent teacher interviews, and there's a lot of extra things that come into play with teaching. Yeah, I suppose it's not just. It's not just movement. Yeah. And the reason I got into it was the PE teaching, was the movement element more so than... Yeah, yeah, for sure. The element of um, mm. teaching itself. Mm. I, I see you to pull that microphone in front of you. Let's drag it over. That's it. Um, so what do you like about... Like, what, what do you prefer then? Like, being a personal trainer in, in the gym environment or teaching in the education system after doing uh, it for a I while now? I prefer being in the gym environment for yep. sure, man. Like... I think that there's a lot more, there's a lot more room to have to have fun to have fun with it, mm. uh, and have fun have fun with people. I suppose in teaching, I always I always tended to feel like there were so many different sets of eyes on me, like not the not the students, but like the parents, the teachers, yeah. like, and you kind of, I kind of almost felt like I had to be be a certain way yeah. although i didn't really, i never really felt like i was able to really express myself the way that i wanted to mm. uh and when i'm in the gym environment i really feel like i can just be myself mm. because it's you know, i'm giving something that i'm passionate about um and i'm supported in in that mm. in the way that i'm doing it i suppose as not to say that the teachers aren't supported because they are but they're stuck in a system that needs to that has a lot more rules and regulations. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 What is it about physical education then? Oh, sorry, like personal training, I should say, and teaching people to move and 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 I guess use their bodies in different ways. Like, what do you love about that? What are the things that that kind of get you going? Um. Oh man, so many things. Like, I suppose it depends if we're looking at it from the perspective of how it feels. F- for me personally when I move or just the act of I think the the thing that really gets me going that's something that's outside of myself yeah is seeing seeing when um the light bulb moment goes on with someone else and they realize that they can do a certain movement or they can maybe they they, they told themselves that they couldn't lift this weight or they couldn't do this thing and then after they've been shown I suppose like the proper way to do it they realize all of a sudden that they are safe and that they can do it and they can actually do a lot more than that. Mm. And I think that like seeing someone kind of like light bulb, see the belief, you can kind of see the belief light up in them. Mm. And if, I think if it starts in the body, it manifests itself in the mind yeah, and in all other aspects of life, but it all starts with movement. I suppose it all starts with feeling confident um, in your own body and not just feeling confident but also us also in just enjoying moving man mm. like there's nothing better than just being in in a state of flow mm. 
whether it's in the gym and you're just going from exercise to exercise or when you're out, whether you're just outside going for a run or a skate or a surf or mm. man, whatever it is, just, just moving. Um, that's just the thing. Just yeah, getting yeah. people to um, appreciate moving more yeah. and more. It's funny cause it's, I, the older I get now, like I start to think about, my exercise and everything as as moving like if it's doing jujitsu lifting kettlebells or you know going to do laps in the pool like all different styles of you know exercise with with labels on them but it's just just moving and it's moving your body in different ways um with a partner or without a partner and it's something that i reckon you know it, it you can't preach it enough really because um it's hard for people to get out and 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 realize that the moving is important because some people can feel can feel very overwhelmed by the idea of of having to get out of their comfort zones like mm-hmm. you know especially joining a gym and like you said though when you when you have those light bulb moments where you see someone get something they might overcome some slight, slight type of fear because you know they're a beginner in the gym or not and like do you see do you see people coming into the gym that that can break through those barriers like they, they come in quite green and eventually that you know you can see them kind of growing and getting more confident 100 percent, man 100 percent. i see that often like someone will come into the someone will come into the gym and yeah almost look like they're almost overwhelmed especially like f45 there's so much noise like there's a lot of music there's a lot of sensory information coming in and going mm-hmm. out you know we've got tvs that demonstrate exercises which are great because it will show them how to do something not just what to do but at the same time it's a lot of information yeah there's a and like if you're that's fine if you've been exercising for a while it's great but if you're just new to it that on top of you know 30 other people in the class can almost be overwhelming so it's really on the trainers i suppose to actually get to those people Mm. and actually make contact with them and actually I suppose one of the sayings that I really like is that you can't teach someone something that they're not ready to learn. Mm. So you have to you have to give them the right amount of um, demonstration information because otherwise you just will overwhelm them mm. and they might not come back. Mm. But you just little bit by little bit, like incremental steps, and then a month later they really are like they're walking into the gym like stoked to be there, like just almost like you know this is the practice now for them that it's like their practice for growth you know yeah yeah they walk out feeling more confident and then maybe then in their work when they get back to work they're a little bit more confident and they can you know have a conversation with someone they didn't want to have or yeah do you know what i mean like it's just i do see the momentum shifts happening in people often man yeah and i don't think that's specific to um f45 i think it's just movement in general oh for sure like it's just it's whatever you're doing like you said you were doing jiu-jitsu i'm sure you've seen that a lot with people like i am i've always said i'd love to do jiu-jitsu but i've never tried it because i would i know that if man if someone had me in a chokehold <laughs> and i'm going out like that thought for me is so overwhelming yeah 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 so do you see that much? yeah no it's like personally like for myself like we're talking about walking into a gym and being overwhelmed. Like the first time I walked into like an you know an MMA gym after like years of being doing personal training and just doing like you know international chest day on Monday, you know legs mm-hmm. on what you know whatever it was, just yeah, isolation. The, the bro king. Split. Yeah, 
I did that for so long and then work, walking into an MMA gym and you're like, the music's pumping, you've got like heavy looking guys there, you know, hitting bags or sparring or they're on the mats. You've got, it's a, it's a big mix in an MMA gym. You've got, you know, like small, big, tall, everyone's there, you know, male, female. So it was, it was overwhelming for sure because it was a completely different environment. Mm. But then once you first like experience getting tapped out or, you know, you, you get your first submission, like, it's like that growth. It's like something goes off where you can really feel that you're learning something and you get, you get high from it. Like yeah. it's an amazing experience and you see it like you see it with new people that come into the gym that are, you know, fresh white belts and you know, they're on top, you know, you, you give them a position and they're on top of you and, and they're breathing heavy and you can tell they're kind of nervous or they're, they're rushing things. Mm-hmm. And it was the same when I started, like I was like, you know, I just, I got told by someone at a higher grade than me, just slow down and breathe, slow down and breathe. And like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you give a bit, you give some tips to the new guys. Like I was getting tips when I first started and I still obviously get tips from guys that are better than me. And it's, it's constant growth. But the, that first initial, like, you know, experience of walking into a new, a new arena that you're not used to. Yeah. It can be very overwhelming, but that's the beauty of going in there you've done the 45 minute workout or whatever it is and it's over before you know it and you leave a, a new person you know yeah and and and, and you push through adversity you push, you push through adversity and, and you'd like to think hopefully 95 percent of the time the experience is positive because no doubt some people might have a ne- negative experience with something you know it does mm. happen but i would say majority of the time it's it's a positive experience that leaves them hopefully hungry for more and hungry for more change and um that's another question I wanted to ask you is about the adversity is how important if it's for yourself personally or clients that you train, how important do you think it is to, to like uh, accept adversity and, and, and rush forward, not rush forward, but take on new challenges. How important do you think that is in, in, in life? It's so important again. It's like, it's another thing that I think needs to start uh, with movement. Yeah. And then you and then you can take that out into into everyday life. I mean, if you wake up and you know your your alarm goes off, you can you can choose right then and there to get up, or you can lay back down. You can quickly convince yourself not to do it, and then you'll go back into snooze. And man, like I do it all the time. I'm not saying sitting here on, my, on a high horse saying that I don't do it, but yep. I think the. The sooner that you, the sooner that you do something, the sooner that you just stop putting it off and you actually go and do the thing. Yeah. You realize that it wasn't, it wasn't so daunting and it wasn't that hard. And it's just like, just get started. Like the thing that I always say to people is the hardest part was getting here. Mm. Now you're here. Mm. Just enjoy it. Like mm. just, you, you, you like, athletes don't train at a hundred percent every single day. No, no one trains at a hundred. Maybe CrossFitters train at a hundred percent every day. <laughs> But I mean, not many other people do. You go in and just get your workout done. And by the end of it, I'm sure you'll be feeling great. I'm mm. sure that you'll be like, you'll be working at that intensity that you wanted to get to anyway. Mm. You can't just go in and just expect that it's going to happen for mm. you day in and day out. But it's just a muscle. It's yeah, a muscle that yeah. you train, isn't it? I'd say it's, um, <clears throat> I'd say it pretty much, for me personally, I see it like putting yourself in difficult uh, situations or like say um, challenging situations is the key to growth I think it's important and 
pardon me, I think anyone that is seeking some sort of change or if they're stuck, like look for something that's challenging and trying and go towards it. And, and I think it can happen from traveling and leaving your hometown to going out there and trying to seek a partner to trying to lose 20 kilos or wanting to join a martial arts gym or whatever it is. Like, like you said, you have a choice in the morning when you wake up and you don't do it a hundred percent of the time, but building on those, uh, building on those, um, those choices and continually making better choices if you can every day, you end up becoming a completely different person. You don't, sometimes you don't realize it, but like, before you know it, you've you might have accomplished what you've done in less time than you than you expected, and it, all it takes is to get started. Yeah. And for me and you, it might be easy to say like, just get started. And we work out a lot, and we do a lot of this and that, and exercise, or if it's a lot of stretching and mindfulness, so it, it comes easy because we've built this momentum over the years since you were probably young. But some people like get it, just getting out of their house and walking around the block could be the first step. And I think if someone can can just start there, they'll build that momentum and keep going because yeah. you're gonna if you don't if you don't seek the uncomfortable situations and scenarios, then you won't grow because on the other side of fear is is you know is change and growth for sure. Hundred percent, you learn from failure, and I think that like it doesn't have to be movement. Just face something that you're afraid to face. Face something that just one thing that you um, are putting off. Maybe it's a bill that you haven't looked at, or maybe it's your taxes from the other year like do yeah. you know like just face one thing and then it'll it'll make momentum in a completely new direction mm. uh, than you previously were on mm. it's another question I had for you was I was thinking about when I first met you up in Byron Bay and you know you were kind of seemed like you might have been in this a bit of a limbo stage in your life trying to figure out what the next step was and the stage mm. you know where do you go what do you do doing probably doing a lot of like you know soul searching and just figuring out what the next step was and then you decided to you know you went overseas like you just took the step and you did it because mm-hmm. you know you needed to do something um looking back now that's what that was like two years ago i'd say nearly or more than maybe that, a bit more than two yeah. years it's gone very quick um like give us some reflection on those choices that you were going through then and and where you are at now and seeing like you know what what changes happened I remember distinctly uh, about a week before my flight was, to, maybe even less than that, before my flight was to fly out from London. You know, like I'd done all the things, I'd saved my money, I'd like packed my things, I was ready to go. But I had this uh, this moment where I almost almost convinced myself not to go. Mm. I really did. Like uh, I remember I called the agency that was helping me with the move the teaching agency that I was working through just like saying to them like I, do you know what like I don't think I'm going to do it mm. and they had a conversation with me just about kind of just realigning me with um, with the decision that I'd already made and I suppose it's it's really easy to take the easy way out and I almost you know I almost did that but and I think it's a lot it's a lot harder to, to make that decision to face adversity if you don't have support around you like I had the support there I had my family who could have said no nah, you stay home you know but they pushed me to go they said no nah, you've got to go you've, you've already decided to go you're going mm. and in, like almost instantly like that next day you know in a different mindset or a different mood maybe 
and I just I was completely ready for it mm. and yeah so I think support has been a huge thing and support was something that I got when I moved to Byron obviously with you guys mm. um, because you're right like I was in a stage of not knowing what it was that I wanted to do and I suppose that was one of the other reasons why I decided to go to London because you move to a big city, I suppose, just to experience life and mm. all that there is. And London's like that. Melbourne's like that too. You know, you get like a blend of different cultures and through through facing all that adversity, the thing that kept, that I kept coming back to that kept making me feel good when I felt shit because there were some moments in the first few months of living in London where I did really feel shit mm. um, was movement. Yeah. Just like going working out going for a run going for a skate whatever it was and then just feeling fucking great after it you know like just feeling completely different like completely new mood new mindset and then i just started to look at that in more in more depth and i was like well wasn't that the thing that originally drew me to teaching Mm. it wasn't teaching it was pe like it was movement and so i suppose that just led me down a, a chain reaction to where I am now mm. um, yeah I suppose just because I faced mm. that adversity and because I listened mm. and along the way you ended up <clears throat> having all these travelling experiences yeah, man. and then met the girl that, of your dreams that you've been with for a few years nearly yeah you know? yeah yeah you're right hero's journey yeah um, the saying Joseph Campbell would say yeah because um, you've, you've broken away from that like you know that uh, protective shell and bubble that you were in yeah and you know it and and i think anyone that's kind of like maybe you know you can look at all these stories and there's microcosms and then there's a big idea of 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 the story and what you're doing and your own journey but i see it pretty like a lot of my my group of friends i see a similar kind of scenario is where they've kind of gotten away from where they were used to being gone and done something different like some sort of adventure or travel or other education maybe if it would be the overseas or teaching overseas and coming back around and seeing the growth and being a completely different person and all these new opportunities have have happened and Mm. you know breaking away from that bubble i think can be can be travel's a huge one for that yeah i'd say it's 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 very very important you begin to realize how influenced you were or you may be by the other people that are are around you and i think when you get out there on your own and it's just you in the world and you're just meeting people you begin to really realize what things really matter what things really matter to you and which things just tend to just fall away yeah for sure and don't matter as much yeah um so what would you say are some like could you give us a few like uh hints or tips towards someone that might be you know um wanting to get their 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 life in order like physically you know or even if it's if it's like spiritually or or anything like what are your your like you know do you have any top uh, recommendations or things that you think people can do to kind of make a positive change in their life if they feel like they need it just start small you yeah. start with one small thing i think like whether it be cleaning your room going yeah. for a walk um joining a gym is a big one like that's takes a lot of confidence to join a gym and to stick with it so go for a walk and when you feel a little bit better then go and join a gym Mm. you know what i mean i think one of the biggest issues is that a person might 
try and do too many things at once and they might stick it for a couple of weeks but then they might burn out and become overwhelmed or you know maybe not have the patience to wait and to just know that um it's going to happen for them but not all at once i think just being being patient and just choosing one step at a time are probably the two biggest two i'd say for me what about you Uh, yeah very very similar um we're obviously both fans of Jordan Peterson because you've said clean your room a few times. Yeah, I love him. Um, <laughs> and when I first... I mean, I already kind of knew that before I had heard him say that, but when I heard that statement of him saying, um, I think it's like, who are you to tell the world if you know you can't get your home in order or something along the lines of that? And getting your house in order and your room and the environment where you spend most of your time, I'd say, is an extremely important thing. Because if you're living in a house that you might feel uncomfortable because it's it's dirty or you know maybe you feel okay living in a lot of filth, but I would say a lot of positive can come out of being consistently um, orderly in your own home, and that can be from cleaning the room to eating healthy food in your own home and learning how to cook properly, um, or you know, starting small with those things that are gnawing at you if it's the bills or the tax man that you need to you need to kind of address. So I would say it is starting small and starting your home and then from there you work outwards. And that can be if it's challenging physically, it can be doing some sit ups and push ups in your own home, walking around your block, and from there you might approach that and do that maybe for a month or two and just get used to that routine. And then once that is comfortable with you and you're feeling okay about yourself, the next step could be to join the gym down the road or look into some group fitness or maybe you want to buy, you know, an instructional DVD online, you know, that is dealing with healthy cooking or exercise. But I would, I'm along the same lines as you, man, is is start small, be patient and um, do your best to enjoy it as well. Embrace the challenge. Embrace the challenge and know that challenge makes you better. Mm -hmm. Because you're better off doing it now and not regretting it later rather than not doing it now and later on, you know, it could almost be too late. And um, it's another thing. I remember having having a, a few clients in... I used to work at a gym called South Pacific in the city in here in Melbourne years and years ago. And you'd have people come that were working desk jobs for, for like, you know, multiple years, 20 plus years. And they were in their forties or fifties and they had, they had back problems or, you know, posture problems and they were overweight. And it was great that they were coming to, to change themselves and be better. But if they had like, if they'd started 10 years before, man, they would have been in a whole better situation than they were. That's true. But another thing is just for, for people not to, look at their chapter one and compare it to someone else's chapter 20. Correct. Sure correct. We're going to send you back to your room as well. Yes. No, you're right. You're right about that. It's better than nothing. You know, starting yeah. somewhere is better than nothing for sure. Um, so in saying that, you know, start today if you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's sunny today. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, so what, like with your health and fitness and everything and you know, what you're into now, like, do you reckon you'll, you want to do, say like personal training and, and instructing of of movement for a long time? Yeah, I think so. I I love the group environment. Yeah. 
I would also like to do some uh, more individualized stuff uh, for, for people. But looking long term, I'd love to work with kids again too. Okay. And I'd love to bring a movement program uh, to, to kids, something yeah. that they could do after school or before school, teach them, you know, correct movement patterns and gross motor skill development like similar stuff to what they would do in PE but more specific to just like to just moving Mm. effectively Mm. especially nowadays you know that kids will go home and they'll jump straight on whatever gaming device they've got and they'll just sit down for hours Mm. a lot of kids don't a lot of kids play sport and you know that's great but I think that there needs to be a bigger push for um, movement programs and just for the understanding and appreciation of movement in children we need to get back there Mm. i think so that's something i'd like to do in the future yeah as well man i love i love working with adults too you know like uh there's a whole there's a whole spectrum of things that you can do within the industry um that have a lot of meaning i just what i don't like or what i wouldn't like to see myself doing is just training people for the sake of aesthetics mm. um, because I just it, I can't find a lot of meaning in mm. that yeah, to a point you can like you can increase someone's confidence if they come into the gym and they want to tone up a little bit sure let's do it you know, let's get you feeling better but at the same time you know, let's get you moving better let's mm. you know let's not just make it about how you look in front of a mirror because it's kind of a dead end because we're all we're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just enjoy it. Let's enjoy a movement. Yeah, I found that a big change from my, my personal my personal growth is when I went from just working out in, you know, weightlifting gyms to um, doing a martial art, like my complete, like, idea of what it meant to look good and move properly was turned upside down. Because I did some martial arts as a kid and everything like that, but I was so stuck in that, you know, wanting to look good and do bodybuilding style exercises. We've fed that, man. I'm not discrediting bodybuilding exercises. I think they're great for specific reasons. If you need to, you know, put on strength in certain areas and if you want to get bigger muscles, they are great for that and obviously great for bodybuilding competitions. But then learning to move and try to kick and like be more fluid and feel a little bit more, I guess, free... Uh, martial arts made me realize that like for me that was it felt like it felt like I'd found what I really wanted to do and how to move properly like it opened my eyes to proper movement in many different planes and also the byproduct of that was I ended up becoming lean and fit and healthy and my body images just fell away it was I didn't have to think about my biceps sitting in the mirror doing bicep curls I was wrestling someone and getting strong and lean and fast and then before you know it you do it for a month or two and you shed so much weight and that was a byproduct and and during the session you're not sitting there thinking about your body image while you're getting choked out or someone's you know trying to take you down it's it's amazing um but yeah what about one other thing i wanted to ask before we get out of here is your do you do much mindfulness exercise besides you know your physical movement not necessarily in F45, yeah. I suppose, because it's so time efficient, there's no, not a lot of time for that. But that being said, I, I do encourage people or kind of prompt people into mm. being more mindful of their breathing or like their mind-muscle connection. Yeah. So there is that element, but not, I suppose, 
it's not at the forefront of the movement practice there. Yeah. In terms of my own life, uh, I do, I, I fall in and out of it. Yeah. I think it's something that I'd love to be better at. But I think, like being mindful, man, 90, like 90 to 95% of being mindful is just having good manners to people yeah. and just not, just accepting the now. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, like on the way here today, the traffic was pretty shit. Mm. And I, I got, you know, I got upset for about a 10 or 15 seconds and then I just caught myself and I was like, what am I doing? Mm. What's the point? Mm. I, mean, I can't change this. This is outside of me. And I think the biggest thing about that is just accepting what is uh, going on around you. And then with the movement practice or with any kind of growth mindset practices, you can only change what you, what you have control over. You can't change something that's external that's mm. outside of you mm. so you just have to accept it mm. and that is that is practicing the now i mean moving like i said in in jiu-jitsu or martial arts like it's the only thing you're really focusing on is right then and there mm. and if you're distracted by something at home then you end up you know you end up losing or getting tapped out and i guess it's the same i have the same if i'm going for a run or if I'm doing a kettlebell workout, I'm just thinking about the rep, I'm thinking about the movement, I'm thinking about my body position, but that's what I'm doing right then and there. Mm. And I, I'm the same, I'll try and do meditation when I can, but it's very, like, I, I am in and out of it. It's hard to be consistent, but I find I can get mindfulness practices from things that I can do around the home. Like yeah. when I'm cleaning and I'm doing the dishes or I'm vacuuming or mopping, even though it might seem like there's distractions with the vacuum going on, it's like, this is, that's all I'm doing. And I'm just focusing mm. on that. And I think for me, that makes, it makes cleaning the house a lot easier because I can see the positive of something that some, sometimes can feel a bit like too much of a chore. Yeah, there's a guy, um, you probably have heard of him, Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Uh, I read one of his books called um, The Power of Now. Yeah. And one of the things that he, that he says that really has stood true to me is that when when you're doing the thing you are the thing mm. you know like when you when you're when you like what you just said then when you're doing the chores around the house you're not thinking about like any other thing you're just in that moment doing the chores and that's mm. enough right there and i think that that's that's kind of a hard concept sometimes because it can be quite it can feel quite boring mm. i suppose uh, so the, the way that I practice that is more when I'm outside in nature, you know, like looking, looking at something and just accepting it and not like not looking at the tree and saying that's a tree, just observing it mm. as it is, mm. I suppose, um, is quite freeing because especially in the society we live in now, it's, it's, uh, it's very easy to get caught up in your, in your mind, mm. you know, like man I do it all the time mind just ticking over time and then just taking the time just to stop and just be present and just stop thinking mm. and just let it be just observe is really 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 um, really nice man yeah <laughs> and I think movement's great for that too because movement stops you as you said like stops you from thinking and you're mm. just in the moment again yeah man that's what one thing I love about you know I mean having things like the access to the internet and things like YouTube. Now we have so many tools that you can choose to optimize yourself. If it's, you know, watching yoga on YouTube or you having some sort of mindfulness app on your phone, 
but also besides the technology that allows us to free up more time and be more mindful if it is what we want to do we have so many tools in our world if it's physical sitting at home being with your loved ones there's so many tools where you can take those opportunities as positive experiences to be a better person Mm. if it's movement for myself or yourself or it's meditation practice or it's cooking dinner with your partner like these opportunities you have the opportunity every day to realize how lucky and how much your life has meaning Mm. and like you said that in the society today it's easy to lose concept of that you can see a lot of stuff as a drag i've got to cook dinner or i've got to go to the gym and it's like well you know you do have the choice to make sure and or you do have the choice to realize those situations and experiences as positive change and positive growth yeah and then just this has just kind of brought me back to something we talked about earlier but one thing another one thing i think practically that you can do to better your situation or to to start that growth process is just like let's be honest a lot of people might tell you you know delete instagram or delete facebook but a lot of people just it's not practical for someone to just go and delete the app Mm. clean your feet up you know like look at uh follow things that you or follow people that uh i suppose have your best interests at heart you know have growth at heart follow people that you you know your friends or follow something that is going to help you grow and not something that's going to make you feel shit Mm. i think being really conscious of your feed is something that's really important Mm, for sure for sure it's a good one anything you want to uh, touch on before we get out of here anyone you want to Um, you know not off the top of my head not in particular where can um people find you because you do have a you've got a social media feed or yeah, account? So I'm on I'm on Instagram as um, coach Jones. Yeah, uh, and then I've also got my website as well www.coach.nickjones.com. Okay, yeah, they're pretty much my two two main outlets, I guess. Yeah, I haven't really um haven't really cracked Twitter open yet. I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole um, new world. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, thanks for dropping by and having a chat. Um, I'm sure we can do it again one day because there's always interesting topics on ideas and just life, you know, things to discuss and talk about. They're always good, good conversations we have. Yeah. Um, so thanks a lot and have a good day. No worries, man. Thanks. Good to be here. I had a great time today. Cheers. <laughs>